0: I will know and date these guys with Joel Guy and
1: uh not Naomi Guy. <laughs>
0: oh, where is Naomi? She keeps fleeing the studio. It's interesting. Didn't
1: she flee the state?
0: Did she also fled the state? Uh, well, canonically, I don't know when this episode's going to drop or if we're going to post it for a while. This might just be a Patreon exclusive. Oh, uh, I know. You're I part feel of very a
1: special. Elite
0: now. club. Uh, but yeah, like Naomi has not been in the recording studio for several sessions this year so far. It's been uh, me by myself. It's been me with my friend Werfel. And now it's me and you, Lauren.
1: Aw, shucks.
0: Welcome back, Lauren. If everyone hasn't heard who, who Lauren is, uh, go check out the episode, which has Lauren in the title. That'll That'll fill you all in. Uh, Lauren, uh, before we get into things, I think we should try our drink of the day. Let's
1: try our drink of the day.
0: We are drinking Virgil's Handcrafted Root Beer. It microbrewed. It has a very happy dad on the front.
1: We might be drinking it.
0: If you can get it open. If
1: I can get it open. Can you open mine? (laughs) The things I do
0: in this relationship. (laughs) Here you are. Thank you. Can we, can we cheers? Cheers. Oh, that's good stuff.
1: That is good stuff. It's not too sweet.
0: Yes, I, I the thing, I like root beer, I like, like the medicinal taste, but mm-hmm. often they're like, let's do medicinal taste plus corn syrup. Yeah. Not a big fan of that. I would recommend Virgil's Root Beer. I enjoy Virgil's Root Beer, and I figured it would be a good addition to this podcast, but I had no doubts that it was going to be something I could recommend. Good. Uh, so, Lauren, um, today I wanted to have you on to discuss uh, a couple of posts I sent you that we were giggling about. Um, before we do that, though, I was wondering... We've declared this the year of 2020 Too Much Fun, all about living life to the fullest, doing things you enjoy. What have you been up to so far?
1: Jeez. Well, not too much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> in all fairness, I feel it's worth listening, uh, l- listing for our, our listeners in the far-off year of 2030 that uh, this is still COVID times. This is still things COVID times. Things are still times. shut down. It's, it's anxious going and doing things with other people.
1: And, uh... Taking a break from law school needed to be an actual break, Yeah, uh, yeah. which was refreshing and good. I definitely needed it. Um, But I've been playing a lot, like a questionable amount, of a video game called Subnautica, which is real fun. (laughs) You are stranded on an alien planet that's all water. And you swim around and you collect, collect resources and make stuff and try to get off the planet.
0: It's, it's a fun game. It's I've a fun played game. it. I recommend it to Lauren. It's I created a monster. Spooky. It is very spoopy. You dive in deep underwater. If you have an issue with ocean life, you might have a problem with that. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying it. And I. Uh... Hope you'll come back at some point in the future and update us on your status in Subnautica. Yes. <laughs> you get to the Subnautica speedrunning community or
1: oh my God. whatever you
0: decide to No, I'm not going to gonna
1: be a speedrunner, but yeah. I appreciate the vote of confidence.
0: Uh, I've been personally making a lot more Korean food. That was something I wanted to focus on this year. So I've been trying out a bunch of Korean recipes. I made some uh, marinated paria or sesame seed leaf. Um, those are pretty tasty. I made some Korean pancakes with miscellaneous I head in my cupboards. I uh, made some buckwheat noodles with a with a cold gochujang sauce. They're all very delicious. They're all things that. Make me feel happy inside. They really make me like feel Korean happy food.
1: inside too when you send them home to my very sad fridge. Uh,
0: yes, I can also uh, win relationship points when I when I make Korean food. I can be like, "Look how considerate I am." and yes. Meanwhile, I'm stuffing my face. Like, you can have some too.
1: Well, Joel always says he'll keep making me stuff as long as I compliment it. So First insult, it's all gone. It, it's off the table. Complimenting it, and uh, we're good. We just yeah. have an endless supply of Korean food.
0: Excellent. It's 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 a system that that works unlike all those others in the world today okay so the reason i wanted to have lauren on was one because i'm very excited that naomi's left the state and we can do secret (laughs) episodes without her knowing in fact i might even throw this up on the patreon and not tell her anything and see how long it takes her to notice that there's an extra episode Uh, i feel that would be Uh, appropriate given that she's off having fun on beaches in San Diego at the moment. Um, but the other reason was I sent you a a post that I saw on the subreddit. Am I the asshole that we both had a good chuckle at? And I figured this would be an interesting opportunity to kind of discuss, um, Whether or not certain individuals have proper relationship etiquette and give our judgment on tough questions people pose the Am I the Asshole community. Uh, For those who aren't aware, on the site reddit.com, there is a subreddit, like a subforum called Am I the Asshole? And people basically submit questions where they say, look, here's a situation that seems like to have weird social elements to it that I don't fully understand and I want feedback from the internet about whether or not I did the right thing here and more often than not they've screwed up in some capacity and like fundamentally can't understand how much they screwed up other times they you know Um, are uh, a little off base, but have like a good idea of, you know, how to approach a situation. And I think, you know, relationships, unfortunately, don't come with like user manuals. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of social etiquette, you just kind of have to learn by screwing up a couple of times. So I felt it'd be interesting kind of bouncing some of these off you, seeing your immediate reaction and discussing, you know, whether or not we'd say these individuals are assholes or not. Perfect. So the one that prompted this, and the one I feel ties closest to our podcast is the post from yesterday called, Am I the Asshole for Calling My Academic Girlfriend a Trophy Wife as a Joke? I'll skim through the basic details. Um, But basically, my girlfriend of five years and I both attend the same university. I'm finishing up the final part to my STEM, BSC, and she's in the third year of studying for a doctorate in humanities and will get a PhD in September. It's a university city, so it's politically active, and my girlfriend is active there. does a lot of organizing, demos, and protests. FYI, we align the same politically, so this isn't an issue. I'm just describing what she does. If you know computer science dudes, you'll know we all like to joke around a lot. (laughs) Last year, I had to repeat classes, and I was with students a few years below me who saw photos of me and Claire on my phone. Clara's objectively very pretty, and it's something I can be insecure of. So I, jokingly, said she was my trophy wife, made some dumb blonde jokes about her being, quote, no thoughts, head empty, and quote, proof you're either pretty or smart. If you know guys, you know inside jokes. And my trophy wife became a meme in the STEM underclasses. My friends even made me a mug that said, every developer needs a trophy wife. But last week, I took Clara to a mutuals party, And the underclassmen were there. They straight away started joking about finally meeting the trophy wife, and she got offended and said something snippy like, you know I'm doing this PhD about organized strike to pressure the college for money for your department, right? My friend was drunk and laughed her and said he didn't know that, but a degree in computer science is worth more than reading books and acting like MLK. And to my horror, said something like, OP, you were right, she is a trophy wife. Clara, who is mixed race, seemed to take offense at the first statement, but left the group and ignored me completely. At home, she rounded on me and I immediately said, sorry, the MLK comment was wrong. I'll speak to him. She said to forget that, asked me what the fuck I meant by trophy wife. I explained the backstory a bit badly as I was drinking. She asked why I didn't defend her from the comments about her degree, but I said that everyone thinks their course is the best and she shouldn't overreact. She told me I was a prick, then gave me the cold shoulder till now. I feel like an asshole because I didn't think she'd be so annoyed by the trophy wife jokes. She's aware she's pretty and is confident about it, so I don't know why she's <laughs> reacting badly. I accept the MLK comment was rude and my friend apologized the next day. But the trophy wife stuff was just jokes. Most people in her community know her well. She never interacts with stim soons, so I didn't think the jokes mattered. Now this is the final two lines and I love them both. Maybe this is a "quote unquote" academia thing I don't know about, since I'm work, aiming to work in an industry. If I messed up, I want to apologize, but I can't see how this was more than just a joke gone sour. Oof, Lauren, is this person an asshole?
1: This person is an asshole. <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> this person is a huge asshole. What What
0: are the problems here? What What would you say is like the biggest issue, like off off the bat?
1: The biggest issue is just his insecurity about dating this girl who is clearly more attractive and way smarter than he is.
0: Oh, you picked up on insecurity. That's interesting. I picked up on him just being a fucking idiot.
1: I mean, he is a fucking idiot.
0: Yeah, yeah. He is a
1: fucking idiot. But I think that this shows that he is really concerned about looking bad oh. in front of his peers. No,
0: good point. Good point. In
1: comparison to this girl who he's dating, mm-hmm. um, because I don't know.
0: Well, well, I my first thought was um, not that he's insecure, but I am thinking that now. I agree with you that that would, would probably explain a lot of this. I feel this is more of someone who spent way too much time on the internet thinks that internet memes are things you can say in the real world with no repercussions. Yeah. And the line between internet discourse and, like, their life has blurred far too much. And all the sexism they see on the internet they think is okay to repeat in the real world when it's not okay on the internet. It's definitely not okay Mm -hmm. when you're, like, with your peers. Yeah, I, I think... See, when I first read this post, I was like, "Okay, like I can see how you could like jokingly call someone a trophy wife. Yeah, and that could, could be funny because like that person could be so much smarter than you and more qualified than you, and it could be like very obvious that it was.
1: It definitely a joke. got progressively worse <laughs> as he explained it.
0: Yeah, I I feel. <sighs> This is something where he clearly screwed up and he should have shut down this as soon as possible. The point where people are fucking making you mugs. I know. Joking about how dumb your girlfriend horrifying. is. It's clear you don't respect her more than you respect your peers. Yeah. And the emotionally mature thing to do would have been, look, guys, I screwed up. Here's like lay down on how smart and awesome and wonderful my girlfriend is. And I would appreciate moving forward if you made no more references to this. Yeah. It was inappropriate. I did bad. Uh, but no, he just leaned into it. The the MLK thing, I don't Oof. feel. Uh, uh, um, I mean, I I feel that says a lot about the people he thinks it's okay to hang out yeah, with. Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, no, f- he, for people
0: who weren't fully listening, he said the the friend of his said, "Well, clearly, a degree in computer science is worth more than quote reading books and acting like MLK."
1: Oof. <laughs> I mean.
0: Yes, Mark Zuckerberg has done more to the world than MLK ever has. Not good. Not Not good. good. Let's be clear. Just more. Yeah, just more. (laughs) Just more. A lot more genocides have been waged in his name than MLKs.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. This guy. What bothers me about the MLK comment and, like you were saying, the people he hangs out with is that he's classifying them as, quote, computer science guys and like, this is just how computer science guys are. You know, boys will be boys right. sort of rhetoric. When that's not true. I know lots of computer science guys who aren't objectively assholes. Oh, that's, that's but also these guys yeah. super are. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's no excuse to just say like, oh, we're joking around. And this is mm-hmm. because we're computer science majors. Um, I read a lot of comments to this post coming from women in the computer science industry saying you are the you're the reason I hate my job like yeah. people like you I'm one of 40 women in this company and I see this all the time and you need to get your shit together before you go out into the industry cuz this is just not cool.
0: You you're completely correct and that seems so obvious to me I didn't even bring it up but you're you're right that that's worth reiterating is One of the biggest reasons there's not a lot of people in certain careers is because whether explicitly stated or implicit to like their interactions with their peers, they find that there is a culture which does not approve of them being Mm -hmm. there. And I think if you want to encourage more people to be involved in, say, the STEM community, you need to make it clear that those individuals are welcome and respected as peers and not head empty trophy wives.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: I, I will say I have referred to Lauren lovingly as a trophy wife. Yes, for sh- but, several times after this.
1: But, yeah, it's funny but it's funny. because it's
0: a callback, and it's clear I don't care. Exactly. About. Yeah.
1: I know if Joel's friends made some sort of joke about me being a trophy wife, that Joel would be like, "You know that she's smart and capable." Yeah. And I know. I know you would back me up. Like I know. I know it's a joke.
0: A- and. Given that you're nearly finished with your law degree, it's far more likely I'm going to be the kept man. <laughs> okay, so I feel we, we've given our judgment on that one, and I want to keep rolling through a couple. Perfect. Okay, next one. Am I the asshole for tricking my boyfriend into eating vegan? I am vegan and have been so for several years. I started dating my boyfriend about three and a half months ago. We've gotten along wonderfully except for this past issue. When we went out for dinner for the first time, I told him I was vegan while ordering my dish, and he kind of went, oh, cool, and started talking about something else. It never really came up again as a point of discussion, though when he's come over and I've made lunch or dinner, it's always been dishes. I've never tried to actively hide this from him. When he asks what we're having, I'll say something like, burgers, and I assumed he knew it would be naturally something like Impossible Burgers. For Christmas, neither of us could afford to travel home, and neither of us were very close to our family, so we had a Christmas in my apartment, and I cooked dinner, vegan lasagna. After dinner, we were watching some cooking show, and a contestant was making something with fake meat. John commented how he hated when dishes pretended to be meat (laughs) when it was plant-based, and it was deceptive and gross, and he would never eat that. I was naturally very confused and pointed out he's eaten that several times. When he questioned me, I explained that dinner had been entirely vegan with fake meat, and every time he's eaten at my place, it's been a vegan dish. He got very mad. I'm trying to keep this post concise, but he accused me of tricking him into eating something he found disgusting and forcing my diet on him. I said he was stupid for being mad at this, and he said it would be the same as if he'd tricked me into eating meat. I said it wasn't the same because I was morally opposed to eating meat, but nobody was morally opposed to eating plants. We argued some more, and he left and went home, and has not uh, come home since. Lauren. Would you say this individual is an asshole?
1: No, this is, this individual is not an asshole.
0: I, I would agree. Um, this this seems pretty straightforward to me. Um, in my mind, it's only forcing a diet on someone if that person has very clear religious beliefs mm-hmm. or like dietary preferences or allergens that they made yeah. it clear. Um, I don't know. Like if as,
1: you if you gave some if someone ate halal and you gave someone non halal chicken, that would be forcing a diet on someone.
0: And, and that would only be if you like knew that they ate halal, ate halal. and were trying yeah. to pressure them, be like, "Look, chicken's great," or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I, I don't think telling someone that they were eating vegan the entire time is as traumatizing well, as this person wants to be.
1: And he he knew,
0: uh-huh. like
1: he knew she was vegan. What did he think she was making?
0: Uh, She made a lasagna every time, but it was like half of it was ground beef, and the other half was uh, Impossible Burger Crumbles. (laughs)
1: Like a pizza from Domino's? Yeah,
0: yeah. Half of it was like (laughs) fake almond cheese, and the other half was like actual mozzarella cheese. Oh, my
1: God. Yeah, no, that's just a stupid thing to assume uh, if your partner mentions that they're vegan.
0: And I think it's also kind of tied to how a lot of guys have this idea of masculinity where masculinity is eating meat. Oh, and, yeah. you know, if you eat vegetables like salads, you're a woman or you're gay or whatever. And I the, see a
1: lot of that in Kansas where I'm from. The, uh-huh. the notion that meat ha- a meal is not a meal unless there is meat in it. And I don't think that's necessarily true. But it is a big sort of point of, at least in my family, a sort of masculine pride that I know there are some male members of my family who will laugh off recipes that don't have meat in them Mm -hmm. because they're not, quote-unquote, real dinners.
0: Sure. Um, I mean... I have been vegetarian for several years now and I got to say one thing I hate most about meat is how quickly it goes bad. And I have mm-hmm. the same problem with dairy products. know, mm-hmm. when I buy almond milk, I can keep it in my fridge for a couple of weeks and it won't go bad. When I buy milk, like when I'm making ice cream, it goes bad, you know, in a week, week and a half. Yeah. And same for meat, you know, every so often I am at the, the restaurant that I work at part time and their stuff, you know, it seems go turns very quickly. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, you buy veggie sausage or whatever, and that stays in your fridge for quite a while, which works a lot better with my schedule.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, I also think it's worth sharing that I am not a vegetarian, even though Joel is a vegetarian. Mm -hmm. And Joel, like we said, feeds me all the time. And I've never felt like Joel is forcing a vegetarian diet on me. You know?
0: Oh, that's all been meat the entire time. The entire I've been going out of my way. Meek. It's all been rashers of bacon. <laughs> <laughs> so, would you, we, we both agree this person's not an asshole. the asshole. Not the yeah. asshole. Yeah.
1: Not the asshole.
0: Okay, this is, oh, this one's fun. Oh, good. Am I the asshole for telling my boyfriend he was embarrassing us when he started sobbing in the vet clinic hallway? Oh, no. My boyfriend's dog has been sick lately. He took him to the vet to get him looked at and run some tests, and yesterday the vet called us for a quick appointment to talk about the dog's condition. We were told the dog had cancer. My boyfriend didn't take it well. He did not even give the vet time to explain to us what was going down. He just had a breakdown. We exited the office, and next thing I knew, he was dropped on his knees sobbing. Literally sobbing. I was shocked, because for one, I know his dog is really important to him. He had him for years, and so I get this was a lot to take in. And cancer is no joke. But what really bothered me was how he handled it. His knees were on the floor and he was sobbing loudly in the hallway, making everyone notice. Not going to lie, as a woman, I've never even sobbed like that. I felt embarrassed for both of us. I kept trying to get him to go to the car, but he ignored me and kept sobbing. I didn't say anything until later after we got home and he calmed down a bit and got some sleep. When he woke up, I brought up what happened at the clinic and expressed how embarrassing he thought what he thought what he did was. And he looked at me shocked, asking if I was serious. And I replied, I didn't mean to seem insensitive, but I really thought he should have got a better care of his emotions and handled the news better, but not sob in the middle of the hallway, causing people to stop and share. He lashed out at me, calling me ridiculous and shallow to be worrying about what people think when he was dealing with a traumatic kind of news and trying to process it. I told him he overreacted, because it wasn't like he was dealing with with, oh, I told me you've overreacted because it wasn't like the dog had died, and seeing him act this way worried me. He doubled down and lashed out again, accusing me of implying he has mental issues and was acting crazy. That's not what I meant. He told me to leave the room after we got further in the argument, and today he's gone quiet. Is this person an asshole, Lauren?
1: Um, yes.
0: But why?
1: Instinctively an asshole. But the asshole. boyfriend was
0: embarrassing her.
1: Oh, <laughs> Because his dog... Has cancer, mm-hmm. and he had an emotional reaction to it. Maybe she would have had a different reaction if it was her dog in cancer. But it doesn't mean her that... dog's
0: a Leo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it doesn't mean that crying is an inappropriate reaction to sad news about an animal that you really truly love.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I I would agree. Um, I I think this also goes into the idea that men are sometimes punished for expressing emotion. I agree. Um, And women, I I think, express a lot that they want men to be more open, but then react sometimes like this when they get that. Are
1: actually more emotional.
0: And to some extent, like, people all deal with trauma a bit differently. Exactly. Uh, Some people, you know, will bottle it up. Some people will take it as, you know, part of life. Uh, other people will have just complete breakdowns. And I yeah. think especially if you've had a pet for many years, um, it can be like deeply traumatizing to sort of confront their mortality. Yeah. I had rats when I was younger, and they were very cute, very adorable. But unfortunately, when you buy rats from a pet store, their lifespan's about three years. Uh-huh. And they get a lot of health effects really quickly that begin to you know, like compound. And I was very sad for a long time after some of them passed Yeah,
1: the I line. was devastated when my childhood cat died.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I don't think... People should punish their partners for being emotionally open. Um, if it bothers you so much, don't date this person because the likelihood that they're going to have breakdowns when um, other members of their family die yeah. is pretty high. Um, and also, you don't seem mature enough to be in a relationship.
1: No, absolutely not. Asshole. Asshole. Okay.
0: Am I the asshole for insisting my boyfriend eat respectfully at a nice restaurant? So my boyfriend and I have been dating for seven months. We usually eat takeout if we want to get something to eat. However, I recently was promoted, so we went to eat at a very nice Italian restaurant to celebrate, like one with an enforced dress code. My boyfriend is not the nicest of eaters, which can be kind of gross, but I deal with it. However, I didn't realize he had no table manners. At the restaurant, after we served our first appetizer, a beautifully plated, br- plated bruschetta dish, he looked at me and jokingly asked if I would be upset if he enjoyed the meal the same way he would at home. I told him that we were in a nice restaurant and there were other customers around. He didn't say anything, but instead started digging into the bruschetta with his hands, ignored the serving <laughs> fork getting sauce over his fingers. I let this go. However, when the pasta came out, he smirked at me and ate like he hadn't eaten in a week. He dropped his fork and started picking up pieces of chicken and noodles with his fingers, what? getting sauce everywhere, the tablecloth, his hands, his clothes, and face— He didn't miss the opportunity to loudly burp after he had finished, destroying his side of the table. The table next to us was astonished. The waiter even asked him if he was okay. Other customers were staring. He also put his feet up on the chair next to us, blocking the aisle. I had no idea what to do, and I didn't want to make even more of a scene, so I just asked for the check, which I paid and left really embarrassed. On the way home, I told him how embarrassed he was, and he just said it was my fault for not letting him enjoy the meal as he pleased, and that since we were paying customers, the other guests had no business judging us. Is this person the asshole?
1: I don't think this person is the asshole.
0: I was a little on the fence except for one line in here. Um, and the, the reason I was on the fence was we were talking earlier about, like, how etiquette is something that, like, not every uh, every uh, person, like, learns easily. Sure. And I was thinking to myself, is it possible this individual never experienced, like, basic table manners and yeah. etiquette? Yeah. However, the line is... I told him we were in a nice restaurant after he jokingly asked me if I would be upset if he enjoyed the meal the same way we would at home, which implies to me he He knows how to. He knew. Yeah.
1: That's what that's what tipped me off, too, is that he definitely knew. And there were examples around him of how to eat. Also, like,
0: like your girlfriend, your significant other is like trying to tell you, hey, this is bothering me. This this yeah. is making me feel the awkward one and bad. The piece
1: of feedback I would have given her is that she should have brought it up earlier.
0: How early? Um, with the bruschetta? With the bruschetta. With I don't know bruschetta. how to eat bruschetta. Are you supposed to eat bruschetta with a fork? Like, we're talking well, like... Well,
1: they had a serving fork, so you can you can have the bread in your hand, mm-hmm. and then you can put stuff on the mm-hmm. bread with the serving fork okay. instead of just, like, oh going God. for it, you know? I'm picturing, um, like, the cookie
0: monster. just like, cookies flying everywhere. Yeah,
1: there's a way to do it without getting sauce all over your hands. Um,
0: oh, la-di-da, Miss Paul.
1: Right. <laughs> 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 but um, I think she should have brought it up then just like, hey, could you be a little bit more careful instead of letting it escalate? Um, because bringing it up in the car on the way home, mm. it didn't take care of the problem. It it sort of made it seem like she was okay with it. Yeah. For the meal, and then. Rare. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, We just recorded an episode about abusive tactics in relationships, and I feel this is, like, a real clear red flag insofar as this person is deliberately pushing boundaries and seeing how much he can mortify his girlfriend in public without her, like, acting up and tempting him to stop it. In the same way, like, someone who is willing to, like, I don't know, punch their significant other in public probably does much worse at home. Mm-hmm. Someone is like this is probably testing the boundaries to see can I get away with other like horrible yeah. behavior and see if it's. I don't say know. Anything. I
1: don't see enough evidence here of boundary testing, but to, to make that call, but I can see how it could it could be a symptom of that.
0: that that's fair. I didn't read the ages, but I think she said they're both in their 20s. Yeah, so they're, they're 20. They're, pretty young.
1: And, yeah, they're both 20.
0: Okay. So, like, I. I They clearly, like, have some maturity to develop, but Mm -hmm. one is much, much (laughs) worse than the other. Yes. So, yes, I don't think this this person is the asshole. I think their boyfriend is, and I would seriously reevaluate the relationship if Lauren, like, started devouring a a, a fine meal (laughs) with, like, feet and tongue and nose and all of it. Yeah, it's it's not, not respectful to make your partner mortified in public.
1: Yeah, no, it's not.
0: And, and to be clear, there's a difference between gentle teasing and, like, making them feel deeply yeah. uncomfortable. And if you don't know the boundary, you probably should talk to your partner about that.
1: And I think intent is a big piece of that. Like, of course. There's a difference between the guy breaking down at the vet and the girlfriend being embarrassed and the guy eating like a barbarian mm. and the girlfriend being embarrassed. In In one case... There was control over the situation. In the other case, there was a trauma response.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay, I got one that I feel is going to create some controversy. Okay. So let's see. I'm excited. Am I the asshole for leaving my drunk girlfriend downtown? My girlfriend drove us to a basketball game in a downtown area of the city. She and I both got really drunk at the game. We got into an argument. We went outside after the game ended. She started acting really emotional and crazy and was telling me to go away. She was yelling and it looked bad. I tried to calm her down, but she wouldn't calm down, so I called my sister and got a ride home. She is upset because I left her there alone, drunk with strangers. However, she was acting really emotional, crying, yelling, and I decided it was best to leave and let her figure out how to get home. Am I the asshole? Yikes. (sighs) Okay, so here's my initial thoughts. I feel stranding a drunk person, especially a young woman, in a downtown area by themselves makes makes that person an asshole. However, it's a very difficult situation when someone who's belligerently drunk is acting as though they don't know you and telling you to go away. Yeah. And so while I feel the way he handled this was inappropriate, I feel his girlfriend was also not acting appropriately. In fact, if both of them got horribly drunk, what was the plan to get home from this downtown game? Were they, like, planning to drive drunk? I'm not sure there. Yeah. Personally, I feel the better move might have been call one of the girlfriend's friends... And see if the girlfriend's friend can calm her down and, you know, give her a ride home. Not abandon her in the middle of nowhere.
1: Yeah, However,
0: I also admit this is kind of a difficult situation to navigate. Especially if people in a bar are like, uh, is that guy trying to murder that woman? Like, what's going on over
1: there? I I don't think there's enough evidence of her...
0: Ah, There's a lawyer in you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Of her acting in a way that would make him look that bad. Like, all the post says is that she was telling him to go away. Um, and that she was yelling.
0: I'm presuming these, these people are presenting all facts as objective, which you're right, it's probably yeah. inaccurate.
1: Um, but I don't think, ultimately, it's... I, I think the way that he phrased that sentence <laughs> tells you a lot about where his head was at in this situation. He says, She was acting really emotional and crazy which That's is fair. a way to describe your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: well, Lauren, don't get too emotional and crazy about yeah. this.
1: Um, so it doesn't seem like he necessarily was an objective observer here. Um,
0: oh, you mean Xbox lover XXX isn't an objective observer?
1: <laughs> no, he is He is not. Um Yeah, she was acting really emotional, crying and yelling, and I decided it was best to leave and figure out, let her figure out how to get home. Um, If your girlfriend is that drunk, then you have a responsibility, especially if you went to the game with her and you thought that she was going to be your ride home, Mm -hmm. to do something about it. Like, I would be. furious (laughs) if i got super drunk and and got abandoned with strangers i
0: i would say in terms of relationships it's it's totally fine to go out and have fun party and do stuff um just make sure you know how you're getting home what's your plan what's your backup plan exactly have enough money you can call an uber or lyft figure out the bus schedule if needed yeah right like i've been stranded places before and it's deeply traumatizing even if you're not horribly drunk um yeah, ha- have some kind of, like, plan A, plan B in, in order to get home mm-hmm. and um, don't, don't do not do this. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'd say that this guy is probably the asshole, but we don't have enough information to declare whether it's he's an asshole or whether everybody sucks here because we don't know how the girl was acting or what their plan was initially. Mm-hmm. Like, if she planned to drive home and then got drunk anyway, she's a little bit of an asshole.
0: Yeah. But... But there are degrees of asshole.
1: There are degrees of asshole, exactly.
0: Okie dokie. Next one. Am I the asshole for not wanting my son's girlfriend on a once-per-decade family photo? This one, I think, has some stuff to discuss, too. So I, a 55-year-old woman, have two sons, Mike, 32-year-old male, and Jack, male, who's 24 years old. Mike is engaged to Sarah, his partner of three years, while Jack started dating his then-classmate Rose, uh, 24, female, uh, eight years ago. I love Sarah as she's sweet, easygoing, and I can't wait for her to get married with my son. However, I don't have a good opinion of Rose. I'm almost sure she's only with my son until she finds someone better, as I must heavy heartedly admit she's more good looking and intelligent oh, than Jack. No. She has many male friends with whom she's been regularly going out and almost no female ones. She goes all flirty with my hubby, who obviously loves talking with her. She says it's not flirting. and She's just very easy to talk with. Apparently, she also neither wants to get married nor have children, which for me is a very big red flag. All in all, she's suspicious and I'm not able to get along with her. Mike also doesn't like her, but both my husband and Jack say I'm dramatizing. In our family, we have a tradition that once per decade we go to a photographer for a special family session. It's a special time. as the same tradition was followed in my husband's family for generations. It happened that we did our last photo session 10 years ago, so we decided it's the highest time to make a new one. My husband suggested this time we should invite Rose and Sarah, Mike's fiancé, as in his opinion, they're both part of the family by now. I told him I'm okay with Sarah being on the shoot, as she and Mike are engaged, so she'll be our daughter-in-law soon, but I don't want Rose there, because her relationship with Jack isn't serious enough, and this event is family only. Jack got visibly upset, and told me he's been dating Rose for a longer time than Mike is with Sarah, uh, for... People who had difficulty following Jack has been with Rose for eight years. Mike has been with Sarah for three. I try to explain to him she isn't serious and she doesn't want to marry him, but he caused me closed minded and prejudiced. What hurt me is that not only did my husband openly support him, which I sort of expected as he adores Rose, but also Mike, though reluctantly. I try to explain to them I just don't want all of us to see her on the photo if she and Jack would break up, but I only made the situation worse. Jack went so far as to tell me that if I don't agree for Rose to be on the photo, he will not be there too, and I'm just jealous of her. Is this person an asshole?
1: You're right that this is a closer one, but that she's the asshole. She's definitely the asshole.
0: Oh, I didn't mean, did did I say it was a closer one? Yeah. Oh, I, I did not mean that. Uh, I, I felt there were things to discuss here. I didn't know if this was a close one for me.
1: There are definitely things to discuss here, but
0: okay. What what what? what in what terms are you of the
1: asshole, like if there has to be an asshole in this situation, she is the asshole.
0: Um, Why do you think she? There there a reason she might not be? I'm. You're torn about the once in a decade family. no I'm not
1: I'm I she is unequivocally the asshole
0: (laughs) okay okay she's
1: unequivocally the asshole I just am sympathizing with the fact that this woman obviously has some insecurities and some trauma that she hasn't dealt with
0: interesting okay I was not sympathetic to that because she's letting it influence all the relationships with all of her family yeah and that seems like a big issue uh, I, I agree with you. I, I think this person's the asshole. Um, I think limiting who's in once-in-a-decade family photos is interesting. Yeah. I could maybe see the argument would work if you excluded both Sarah, and the partner of three Rose. years, and Rose, and just be like, look, we're a family. You know, it's us and the kids. We're going to be doing this every year, and yeah. we're going to try to have some record. But, like, arbitrarily saying, well, I think this relationship's stronger More than legitimate others. than the
1: other, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's not I mean they've been together almost an entire decade yeah. like they've been together almost since the last family photo was taken mm-hmm. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to say that she's not part of the family and the other person is um, just because the other person is engaged I mean also I, I forgot look this different.
0: Uh, she says Jack started dating. Jack, who's 24, started dating his then-classmate Rose, also 24, eight years ago. So they've been dating since they were both 16.
1: Oh, my God. Compared
0: to Mike, who's engaged to Sarah, who's 32, who has been dating her since he was 29. Wow. So this seems a lot more committed in my book, both this from is my a time lot, period. This is a lot
1: more committed. Yeah. This is a lot more committed. I mean, I feel like something that makes a relationship strong is when people are able to go through changes together, like mm-hmm. big life events and if you've been together since you were 16 i mean you're completely (laughs) different people than when you were 16 and yet you still get along you've shown your ability to adapt and to change and i think that that's a perfectly healthy relationship whether or not you've decided to you know
0: yeah don't you shed all your cells like every seven years, and so only do. like mentally you you're have a different like, person? A new version you're also of physically a different person. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, so I think we can both agree this person's an asshole. I, I think there's some interesting like aspects of this, but uh, overall, I think that you either open something up to all partners your
1: mm-hmm. family
0: has presented, or none at all, and keep it limited. Yeah, and exactly. Don't create these like awkward bits of drama based on your personal preferences. Mm-hmm. Okay, I do have one that I think is legitimately, I, I'm not that, really sure. Where on I the fence? In. Yeah. Okay. Am I the asshole for telling my girlfriend she technically stole from me when she went grocery shopping using my credit card while I was asleep? Here's my situation. I have been with my girlfriend for seven months. We don't live together and she sleepovers in my place regularly. Two days ago, she spent the night at my place in the morning while was sleeping. She got up, got dressed, took my credit card and went grocery shopping with it. I woke up to a massive breakfast made by her as a surprise. When I asked how she got the money in time to prepare all that, she told me she took my credit card when I was asleep and headed to the supermarket to get the stuff she needed to make me a surprise breakfast. I was stunned, and I asked why she didn't ask before taking my credit card, and she said I was sleeping and she didn't want to bother me besides that she wanted this to be a surprise. I just stared and said, I don't know. You do realize you technically stole from me when you took my credit card and went shopping with it without my consent, right? She looked at me in complete shock and confusion and said that she was just trying to do something nice for me and I just implied that she was a thief. I just shrugged and said it was technically true. She was so upset she got up and stormed out of the kitchen crying. She collected her stuff and left after she said she spent time and effort to prepare me breakfast and I was out of line to say she stole from me just because she forgot her wallet at home. She kept hanging up when I tried calling her and later sent me the money for the stuff she bought although she didn't take anything with her. My sister came over and I told her she called me an ungrateful jerk with no manners to react this way after a display of affection by my girlfriend. She suggested I get over myself and apologize as soon as possible, but I decided to take my time. Is this person an asshole? And I gotta say, after rereading this, I'm not sure I'm <laughs> as confused.
1: Is he an asshole I don't think so okay I really I I don't think this one is on the fence
0: I I I misread this initially I okay thought there was another aspect to this and I guess it wasn't there um yeah I I I get where the girlfriend is coming from but you don't do that with other people's money Yeah. or like you've had a discussion before where it's like hey is it okay I don't have a high income if I Buy nice things for you every so often. Yeah. Uh, and I feel, you know, I don't know. What What do you think is the ideal time to start talking about shared finances with a partner? Is it when you move in together?
1: As soon as possible. Honestly. As
0: soon as possible. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Um, I think money isn't talked enough, talked about enough in any relationship, friendship. That's fair. That's fair. Romantic relationships, family relationships, um, and I think if you're going to form a romantic relationship with someone that's getting serious, it's important to know what the other person's priorities are and where they stand mm-hmm. financially.
0: Okay, that, that that I think is fair. I well, guess not on uh, the
1: first date. Yeah, yeah not like, on
0: the first date. I mean, there are degrees of that, right? Like, I think you can have a discussion about, hey, do you... Is it okay if we, you know, eat out less and, you know, make more exactly. meals in? Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is different than, hey, when should we start planning for our child's college tuition?
1: Exactly. You
0: no, know, you're right. right. So I think sprinkling those conversations in throughout, like, the first couple of months is probably uh-huh. helpful for the longevity of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Because it builds a firm foundation where there aren't surprises like this. Um, yeah, I, I think it's good to do things for your partner. I just don't think you should... Take Use things their from money them to do
1: it without their consent?
0: Yeah, if someone does something nice for me, regardless of the scale, I'm typically going to be very grateful. If they're like, "Hey, I know you worked a lot of hours this week, so I took all your overtime money <laughs> and yeah, spent it right? on something." Right, that takes a degree of autonomy away from me. Exactly. That's a little bit control. Yeah. Um the, the the gesture was nice, the implementation not at not all. Not good.
1: Not good. I feel like the girlfriend is not like. I hesitate to call the girlfriend an asshole. No, no. Because she just didn't think it through. Like, it's very apparent that she had this idea, she ran with it, mm-hmm. and she just fumbled the ball.
0: And I think he could have approached his oh, critique a little bit better. better. Not he calling her a not thief, not shrugging it off. He said, it's
1: like you stole from me. Mm-hmm. Um, as hot as that is. <laughs> he, yeah, right? He just could have said something along the lines of, you know, I, I appreciate the gesture and where this is coming from, but it's not cool of you to use my money without my permission.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I feel uncomfortable when you do these things. I... Appreciate the gesture, but I would appreciate more if you would ask for my permission.
1: Exactly. This in the future. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Fair. 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 Okay, just a couple more, Lauren. We're nearly out of okay. the thick of it. Am I the asshole for making my boyfriend eat meat at my family gathering, even though he's vegetarian? Oh, God. My boyfriend and I have been together for two years. Yesterday, we were visiting my family because we won't be able to meet with them on Christmas. So we wanted to drop off some presents. It was also the first time my boyfriend met the entire family, so it was kind of important. Here's the thing. I forgot to tell them my boyfriend is vegetarians. My mom made a turkey, and there wasn't really anything else to eat besides some snacks. When I realized that, I quietly asked my boyfriend to please not cause a scene and just eat the food and compliment my mom on it. He tried to argue back, saying he doesn't want to lie to my mom, but I told him he would come across as rude if he didn't at least try it, and I didn't want him to make a bad impression. So he sucked it up, ate an entire plate, told my mom it was delicious, and that obviously made her happy. We had a good evening, and everyone seemed to like him, when we drove a get back home again, he brings it up, and said he thinks it was kind of fucked up of me to expect him to eat meat, when I know how much it disgusts him. I get his point, and I apologize to him, but I don't think it's that bad He eat a bit of turkey once, to not make a weird first impression on my family.
1: Am I the asshole? Yikes. <laughs> yes, you are the asshole.
0: Warning, oh Lauren, goodness. for when you take me home to your parents. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. My, I will make my parents be accommodating to your vegetarian status. Nice. Um, yeah, the asshole. Wow. Um,
0: yeah, so here's... There's a couple issues. The first one is the girlfriend is the one who screwed up. Like, mm-hmm. she should have mentioned this at some point. She's been together with her partner for two years. Yeah. And at no point has it occurred to her to bring up to her family, oh, yeah, by the way, like, he's vegetarian.
1: Which can come up very easily. Very I mean, easily. my parents know you're vegetarian just because they I told them that you like to cook mm-hmm. and they wanted to get a Christmas present for you and I said, "Oh, by the way, he doesn't eat meat. Don't and get so me any know.
0: fancy jerky or anything."
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, it it can come up organically and even so it's not that big of a deal.
0: Um I- I can imagine there might be a family which has a lot of toxic masculinity where they're like, if he doesn't eat meat, he's you know gay or soy
1: whatever. boy, soy boy, <laughs>
0: exactly. And I can see that being awkward. Um, but one, I think it would be helpful to inform your partner if that's the case in advance, oh, so they yeah. can judge if this is a relationship they want to continue. And two, I don't really feel you should be supportive of your family and push back at least gently when they you know bring that up as an idea. Uh, so yeah, I I am not a fan of this person. Uh, it's not she's correct in the sense that it's not that bad to eat turkey once in a while. It's more of this person has made either a moral or health choice to not eat yeah. meat, and you think that you know like what's best for them. exactly. And you know how to navigate social relationships. And it's than
1: coercive. She was coercive when she was. She didn't ask. She told him. You know. Um you just need to eat the food and not cause a scene. Like by, by saying that he would cause a scene by not eating it implied that mm-hmm. he had no other choice, but to eat right.
0: the food. Can we talk about how gross like a Thanksgiving dinner is? If it's just Turkey and like some checks, right? like what are cranberry you doing? there's no Brussels sprouts or mashed potatoes. Or if they're all you're, like is, chopping bacon lardons as a
1: non as an omnivore. Turkey is the least exciting part of Thanksgiving dinner.
0: Turkey is best when it has, like, all the other sauces and accoutrements exactly. you can, like, soak it in. Like, like when you're making leftover sandwiches, you're, you're sandwiching turkey between, like, four other things that actually exactly. add the flavor.
1: Exactly, because turkey has very little flavor, and it's super frickin' dry.
0: So you have no taste, and your family has no taste.
1: Exactly, and you're the asshole.
0: Okay, I'm gonna... Okay, interesting. Ooh... Okay, there's a couple of these. Okay, they're all pretty good, so I'll just continue going in order. Am I the asshole for snapping when I found out a guy saw my girlfriend naked? My girl lives with a roommate who has a boyfriend, Jeff. We gathered at their place last Friday for pizza. After a while, Jeff asked Lydia if she is still scared of being here. Sorry, Lydia's a girlfriend. If she's still scared of being here alone the night the roommate goes over to his place and I can't come. Lydia has always had trouble with being alone at night, and most nights I stay on FaceTime with her until she falls asleep so she feels safer. The roommate laughs and says she hears a noise in the bathroom, at least it'll be a ghost, and not her locked in, passed out. Lydia just mouths, explain later to me. When I get to Lydia's room, I ask her to explain, and she tells me this afternoon she wasn't feeling good and ended up fainting in the shower. So Jeff had to break open the door so roommate could get in and help
1: her. Oh my god. She
0: said that she already felt better and didn't want to tell me because I was going to be worried about nothing. I said it wasn't nothing if she had fainted and I should be aware of these things to help her. She said that now it would just be a funny story about how Jeff broke the body and roommate had to cover her with their towels so they could come to the rescue of her naked body. That moment I saw red. (laughs) I asked if Jeff had seen her naked, and she said she couldn't be sure since she was unconscious, but roommate said that he stood out of the bathroom until she was covered. I asked if Lydia thought it was fair for me to not know another guy had seen her naked, and she said she didn't actually see her naked, and that it shouldn't matter since he was only helping. I shouted that she just said she was unconscious and couldn't know if if he saw her. She told me to be quiet, they would hear me, and I shouted that I didn't care, that a man just saw my girlfriend's body, and I had a right to be mad. Jeff and roommate came in then and explained that he never saw anything. He just broke the lock and waited outside until roommate gave him the clear. I said that I didn't believe him. And roommate jumped to his defense saying she was right there, making sure the situation wasn't embarrassing. So they could take a proper look, a proper care of Lydia without her feeling weird. I said that she was, if she was a cuckold, no. I wouldn't be. No. <laughs> Jeff then shouted at me saying I should respect his girlfriend in mind who would spend a day saying that she was fine but still looked a little bit pale. He said that he only did it because he cared about Lydia, that I was an asshole, didn't deserve any type of help. Hearing him say that he he cared about her was it for me. I left without as much looking at Lydia as she begged me not to go. Over the weekend, Lydia had to be admitted to a hospital. She didn't feel good again, and Jeff and roommate prohibited me from seeing her, saying I didn't deserve her. Obviously, the whole hospital thing sucks, and I wish that I was there for her, but I still think I was right. At this point, I'm not mad at Lydia anymore, just at Jeff. Lauren, is this person an asshole?
1: This is one of those posts on the subreddit that's like, why would you even post this? This is comedy gold. It's comedy gold. Like, how do you... Think that you are possibly not the asshole in this situation. This is literally Who like else a Seinfeld episode. would be the asshole in this, this like situation. George. This is like, yeah, like Kramer stumbling in on Elaine, passed out <sighs> naked in, in Jerry's apartment.
0: Well, Jerry, did you see? Well, well, Kramer, did you see anything? What do you mean, Jerry? Well, you just burst right in? What do you mean I burst right in? Every single day, Kramer, you just burst, burst right, right in. in. Did, did you <laughs> see her naked body? I don't know, Jerry, have you seen her naked body? Yeah! But are you like dating her? I don't know. Okay, I, I can't write Seinfeld scripts, but you get the you general You did tone. just write a Seinfeld script. Yeah. That's,
1: that's, that's Seinfeld for you. I
0: really like, and I kind of glossed over this and wish I had read the whole thing. My girlfriend Lydia lives with a roommate who has a boyfriend, Jeff. He names Lydia and Jeff, but not, not the, the other roommate. <laughs> roommate. Which would, one, save him probably several letters of typing. But two, indicates to me he doesn't really think of her as a person. Yeah. Which is kind of fun. Um, hey, as someone who's taken CPR classes and renewed his certification several times, uh-huh. you will probably need to take o- off people's shirts to do proper CPR. Mm-hmm. Uh, for women, it's important when applying, like, an AED so that you, like, properly place the things oh, yeah, and make sure, sure you get proper power. Uh, for guys, same thing. You might even need to shave if they have hairy chests to make sure that the, the pads don't uh-huh. fall off. Um, but also it makes it easier and makes it easier for them to breathe. Uh, it's like look the the options are give proper medical treatment to a person or <laughs> see them naked yeah i'm going to like go with the, the second option as many times yeah, as I can exactly um this person is massively misogynistic and insecure
1: the idea the possessiveness over his girlfriend's body is what's disgusting
0: today. no. Initially, I was like, "Well, why didn't Lydia tell him that she had passed out?" Yeah, and same. I can. And then I was like, "Oh, because he reacts like this to everything." Yeah, and so she didn't want to share this
1: exactly because like, she knew, knew she that this would happen if if he heard the whole story. Hmm. Um. Which is not not good.
0: Yeah, uh, I I feel guys who have this mentality don't seem to understand that women get naked in a lot of scenarios like oh you might be at a doctor's appointment yeah oh you might be in a changing room at a public pool or a gym oh you might be you know out swimming with some friends oh you might be going getting a massage at a massage parlor
1: um
0: you you know there's a number of scenarios i can imagine where just like normal everyday things someone you know might get naked yeah um and it's kind of bad that you think that every time someone gets naked like it's for the purpose They're, of like sex yeah, and sexualizing sexual, yeah. and that the fact you kind of think Jeff is this like corny guy after your girlfriend, I feel indicates that you yourself have a er, mindset. Exactly. If you saw his girlfriend naked, that you that wouldn't would be able be, to contain yourself.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Cool dude. Very cool. Dude. What is this person? Is this, is this a, uh, uh, oh my God, this is the only post on the account. <laughs>
1: Good.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. That is, I was hoping that there'd be more stuff on the account so I could like compare to, uh, some of the other things they were interested in, but no, they were smart enough to make this as a burner. So we agree. This person's an asshole.
1: Yeah, we agree. We, (laughs) yeah.
0: Okay. Um, I kind of want to, Oh, okay. This is, uh, no, this is worth taking into again. Okay. Am I the asshole for telling my girlfriend? I don't like the gift. She got me and asking for something else. My girlfriend and I have been together for almost four years, girlfriend 22, myself 26, and we live together. She has a stable career and has bought herself a car and taught to drive in high school. I was never taught to drive. and It's not really necessary because I can Uber, take the bus, or my girlfriend can drive. She's offered before to teach me to drive, but I declined because I'm not really interested in learning because I don't plan on getting a car since they're a lot of money. So my birthday was yesterday, and my girlfriend's really excited to give me my gift. It was private driving lessons, which admittedly cost her several hundred dollars. I was really offended because I don't want to learn to drive. She hyped the gift up like I'd love it, but I honestly hate it. It seems more like it's for her because she wants me to learn to drive than it is for me. I got really upset and disappointed when I opened it. She kept pushing to ask why I didn't like it. I told her again that I don't care for driving. It seemed like a really impersonal gift because I don't want to get my license or a car. So why would I want this? It felt like she doesn't even know me. Oh, and she geez. got too upset. So I suggested she return the lessons and get me something I would like better. Now she's calling me an asshole and said the lessons are non-refundable and is really upset with me. I don't think I'm the asshole because I've told her before I don't want to drive and I feel she's trying to change me. So now she's being immature and won't drive me anywhere and tells me I can Uber if I want to go somewhere, (laughs) even if it's somewhere she was going to already. Like she went thrifting into the grocery store without me, we always normally go together, and said if I really wanted to go that badly, I can Uber. It's not even like i ask her for rides ever i just tag along if she's already going somewhere i get ubers to and from work and have a good job so it's pointless for me to even get a car or a license When I told her that, she said she's always tired of being the driver and likes to be the passenger sometimes. But to me, it sounds like she gave me a gift that she wants, because if she hates being the driver so much, I suggested I could get lessons for her birthday, not mine, (laughs) and that upset her even more. She said that it isn't a gift for her, and that she'd be upset if I got myself driving license for her birthday. I told her basically, quote, see, so you'd be upset if I got you something that you think is for me for your birthday. And she said yes. So even though I explained to her that there's a double standard, she still insists that i am the asshole
1: oh my god
0: um so this is actually i feel pertinent to me because i mentioned uh-huh. on the podcast before yeah you I, didn't
1: drive for a really long time yeah
0: and i got most places by bike public transportation or lifts. So i don't like uber lyft is marginally better uh but it's still a tech company mm-hmm. so uh you're 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 not scoring a lot of points in that category uh, so yeah, like I, I understand that there are people out there who don't like driving. I am completely supportive of individuals who are able to make their life work mm-hmm. without having to drive. That said, there's nothing wrong with knowing how to drive.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a
0: very useful skill.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, one good example is um, my parents. Um, a, a couple of, many years ago, this might have been a decade, decade and a half ago. We were at an event at my parents' church, and. It was near the end of the evening. There's just a couple people left in the church. And the way I remember this is one of the older members of the church, is where like some of the last people leaving mm-hmm. had like a medical attack of some kind.
1: Oh, geez. Either a
0: medical attack or she might have like sp- broken her foot. It was something that involved uh-huh. like immediate need for attention. Yeah. And so her vehicle was in the parking lot of this church and she didn't live with anybody. So, as one of my parents transported her to the hospital, the other one took her keys and drove the car after. So, after she got proper treatment, she would be able to take herself home. Smart. Right? And this was a stick shift. So, like, not being able to drive stick shift would have prevented Uh them and then made this more complicated because she'd have to call someone and get them to drive her to church and all that jazz. So, like, being able to drive is a really useful skill. And it can solve a lot of problems even if you're not doing it on a daily basis. Uh Uh-huh. Also, you shouldn't be treating your girlfriend like a chauffeur.
1: Yes, you shouldn't be treating your girlfriend like a chauffeur. I can see an argument for everybody sucks here.
0: Okay, okay, go on.
1: I think he's the asshole, but I can see the argument for everybody sucks here. Um, Because he's expressed that he doesn't want to drive. It sounds like multiple times and pretty thoroughly. Like, it sounds like she knows that he just has no desire to drive. Um, so to that extent, I do think the birthday gift was for her, Mm -hmm. um, which isn't cool. Like it's clear that she didn't put like gifts are nice because they're thoughtful because it shows that Mm. you were thinking about someone and what they might like and what they enjoy. And you want to make them happy, but that doesn't seem to be the goal of this gift. Um, It seems to be for her enjoyment and her pleasure.
0: Grandparent who gets you like Spanish lessons for your birthday.
1: Yeah, you've always
0: loved Mexico. You love that new Disney film in Canto. Now you can speak their language.
1: No, I'm thinking like there's a difference between this situation and me getting you a cookbook. Knowing that you're going to make me food from that cookbook.
0: Oh, my God. All the pieces have fallen into place. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> I didn't get you a cookbook. No, no. I see
0: what yeah. you're saying. Um, one is supportive of my existing hobbies. One is supportive hobbies. of your
1: existing hobbies and mm-hmm. interests. The other is directly contradicting something that you've expressed for a really long time. Um, for an ostensibly selfish reason. Um, So I can see the girlfriend, especially because the the part that really gets me with the girlfriend is that the girlfriend stopped letting him ride with her places. (laughs) Like not just that she stopped giving him rides, but that she stopped letting him get in the car with her to go to places she was already going. That's royally uncool. Well,
0: I kind of have the opposite. I see what you're saying where you're right. Like, she invested a couple hundred dollars into something that mostly benefited her. I I see where you're coming from there. On the other hand, I don't feel he's being completely honest about how much he's relying on her. And I feel it puts her in an awkward situation. Like, if she wants to go somewhere, either she has to drive or she has to be like, hey, can you spend money on Uber to take us to this location, this event, you know, go shopping or whatever. And I feel that's, like, very unfair. And I know... Um, I, I am I'm aware that public transportation is great. I think buses and trains and all that are great. Uh, unfortunately there is a gender dynamic to them that a lot of men don't recognize, Mm -hmm. which is like women are far more likely to experience harassment on public transportation. Um, We when my sister and I went to San Francisco last year, we got on the BART from the airport and there is a guy just screaming obscenities roughly in her direction the entire ride. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm a stuck up bitch. That's not the impression I give off. Yeah, Uh, I can imagine that being levied at her. Um, And so, yeah, like, I I get it. Women probably don't like public transportation as much and like being forced Uh to do that. So my take is when she stopped giving them rides, it's less of I'm doing this out of spite and more of I need to show you how much you're relying on me so you understand why it's important to me. Uh, You don't buy that?
1: I don't (laughs) buy that.
0: Like, like, I agree with you. Um, There's some ambiguity here. I, I I think think, both of them are at fault, but I think I'm going to
1: stop doing this thing I was doing anyway that doesn't inconvenience me in any way, um, is a little bit like I'm going to teach you a lesson, which isn't.
0: That's pretty hot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have no idea. This could be a BDSM relationship. Unclear. Okay, I I see where you're coming from. I I, I slightly disagree, but I I get what you're saying, where they both are at fault in different ways.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like, he's definitely an asshole for for (laughs) reacting to the gift like that. Like, gifts are supposed to be thoughtful, and sometimes you get gifts you don't like, and you still say thank you. It's because the person was thinking of you. This time, the girlfriend was kind of an asshole because she wasn't really thinking of the boyfriend. She was thinking of herself. But he was an asshole for making that assumption right off the bat Mm -hmm. and expressing that to her without showing any thanks whatsoever for the fact that she, you know, remembered his birthday and did get him something, which is something that she wasn't required to do. That was something she did out of the goodness of her heart, so...
0: Lauren's just mad because I got her a book on vinegar making for her birthday. <laughs> she thinks it's from me, and she doesn't understand. I want her to enjoy vinegar, too. <laughs> okay, two more. We're getting close. Two more. How, how long have we been talking? Good oh, question. my. Okay. We'll, 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 get, we'll knock these out. Am I the asshole for using a diamond for my girlfriend's family heirloom for her engagement ring? Do right. I even need to read that?
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Okay. My girlfriend and I have been together for about three years, and I decided about five months ago that I wanted to propose. We share a dog and a home, so it seemed the next logical step. Let me see. Dog, home, marriage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that
1: checks out.
0: She's hugely into jewelry, so I wanted to get her a really sentimental ring. At the end of September, her grandma suddenly passed away, and as my girlfriend was the only granddaughter, she was passed down her wedding ring. Her and her grandma were extremely close, so I decided to ask her mom. Her grandma was her dad's mom. If she thought it'd be a good idea for me to use one of the diamonds in the ring, for, one of the diamonds in the ring for my girlfriend's engagement ring. She told me that as much as she loved the idea, she didn't know if my girlfriend would, and so told me to think about it. I couldn't find anything else I liked as much. My girlfriend didn't wear the ring, and she was worried about losing it, so I kept it in a box in a drawer, making it easy for me to take without her realizing. It ended up being a beautiful ring, and I thought she'd absolutely love the sentiment of it. Well, I proposed. She said yes immediately and was absolutely late until she saw the ring. She told me that I practically vandalized and ruined the only meaningful thing of her grandmother's that she had and that I should have asked. I went to her mom for support, but she kept saying she'd warned me my girlfriend might not like the idea. She said yes the proposal <laughs> refuses to wear the ring, which I think is just disrespectful considering how much money and thought went into it. Am I the asshole?
1: Yes. Yes, you are the asshole. But it was so, so much money and time. I couldn't tell from the title... Because I know that there are ways with agreement mm-hmm. to use a diamond That's or fair. a setting from an old family heirloom in an engagement ring.
0: If the mom had been completely if, supportive, if, if the girlfriend had said... If everyone yeah.
1: consents and everyone knew.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: I inherited my great-grandmother's ring Um And it has a beautiful diamond in it. And with my permission, I would say, sure, that can go in an engagement ring. But if someone took that ring without me knowing, pried the diamond from it, and set it in an engagement ring, I would be absolutely out of my mind furious. One of the
0: last sentimental items left from your grandma. Yeah. Uh.
1: Yeah. It seems like... If she didn't wear the ring and she was worried about losing it, it would fit her, Mm -hmm. it seems like. So why not just propose with with the ring? Ooh,
0: that's good. See, I was thinking, do the crazy crazy step of being like, hey, at some point, like, I might want to propose to you. If I were to do so, what sort of ring would you like? Exactly. Like no, first, think, have the conversation about proposing because you don't want to propose and oh, have them turn it yeah. down. No. And second, like discuss like what your partner actually wants to be wearing for the rest of their life if they're
1: into that. Exactly. No, I. I think that proposals. This is my. This might be my hot take of the day. Ooh, let I me mean, let me take notes. <laughs> <laughs> I think proposals shouldn't be a surprise. Mm-hmm. Like, no, great. You don't want to with absolutely no warning stand up at a basketball game on the megatron Megatron, <laughs> what's that called I, Jumbo, jumbotron, jumbotron jumbotron that's my second and,
0: favorite transformer <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and propose in a super public way or Why? even a private way if you don't know what the answer is going to be like you should be pretty sure don't force that obligation. the other person wants to be married to you before you propose um, but also it's not uncommon it's very common for couples to shop for the ring together mm-hmm. like you should have an idea of what your significant other's style is and what they would wear and t- their ring size and all of that jazz before you make a giant investment that's a couple thousand dollars and you don't want you don't want to be going in blind for that mm-hmm. in the first place So, A, I think he's an asshole because he never really considered, separate from the family diamond, he never really considered what she would like in an engagement ring at any point in this. And it doesn't seem like he did a lot of checking in with her throughout (laughs) this entire process. But then B, he's an asshole for, yes, vandalizing her, gran- her grandmother's engagement ring, which is
0: just which is just absurd. I have a picture of him like digging up the corpse and taking the rings off it and being like, I thought you'd appreciate. I thought you'd
1: appreciate me. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I like to just throw in. I don't disagree with any of that. I like to throw in. I think a lot of people are wedded to this idea, excuse the pun, um, <laughs> that rings are needed for proposals. And yeah. I think A, you don't necessarily need a ring for a proposal unless your partner has made it clear that, like, they deeply care about it. And, B, even if it is, a, like, a piece of jewelry, it doesn't need to be a ring. It could be a necklace. It could be a bracelet. It could yeah. be something else that has, like, sentimental meaning. And I think especially because, like, in most relationships, the expectation seems to be you'll be wearing it, like, on uh-huh. your hand or on your body for, like, the rest of your life, um, it should be something that that person is comfortable with. Yeah. And personally, I don't think you need to be wearing it for the rest of your life. Call me crazy, but sure. like if you are, I would say you know find them something that they appreciate that's unique to the relationship you two have. Don't fall into the trap of thinking it needs to be the same cookie cutter way of proposing that everyone else does.
1: Sure. Sure.
0: Okay. One last one. Asshole. I hope this one is. Um. <laughs> There's some stuff to discuss in this.
1: Okay, good. I'm excited.
0: Am I the asshole for buying my girlfriend fake perfume? I, 23 male, have dated my girlfriend, 19 female, for a little under a year now. I've come to love her a lot, and my love language is gift-giving. My girlfriend has always been the type of girl that's just hard not to love. She's the definition of magnetic. Guys always approach her, and understandably, she's a high-caliber girl. She could easily be anyone's dream girl. Looks amazing, and everything about her is feminine down to her hands. And what? how she comforts me or makes me Excuse food. Excuse me. She has an expensive look <laughs> to her, but she does all, of her, but she does all her self care herself and is amazingly cost efficient about it. As a result, the kinds of guys that go after her are usually trust fund babies or highly ambitious med school, law school, business startups, things like that. Despite herself not being anywhere in that tax bracket, this isn't her fault because I've seen myself. She never entertains anyone, but she just has that effect on people. It makes me feel like less of a man because I'm nothing like those guys. And honestly makes me feel a bit like a bum one day while walking past her computer i know she was looking at a designer perfume and i told her i'll get it for her she's adamant that she doesn't want me to get it for her and that she was just kind of daydreaming about it she's literally never asked me for anything but i wanted to show her i can take care of her and spoil her too i look into it and the perfume is 300 fucking dollars what the fuck i don't see the point in something like that but honestly my pride would be hurt if i went back on my word so i find the perfume for a much greater value on ebay "'Today comes and I gift her the perfume. "'She unwraps the present, sprays it on her hand to smell it, "'and her face is a blank expression, "'like she's trying to decide how to react. "'I ask her what's wrong, "'and she gives me a hug and a kiss on the cheek, "'thanking me that I wanted to get her something really nice.' I don't know why, but it made me feel like shit. I was expecting a much bigger reaction. I kept pushing her to way it seems like she didn't like her gift, and she tells me she loves the idea, but it's obviously fake. I feel like this was an extremely ungrateful thing to say, and I called her a brat for even caring if the perfume was fake or not. I also said that she's materialistic due to the fact that she could supposedly even tell it was fake, by merely looking at it and smelling it once. She says it's dumb that I made a big show about getting it for her if I was just going to do this, and that what I got her is nothing like the original perfume that it couldn't even be considered an imitation. I think it shouldn't matter because I practically still got her the perfume she wanted. I just didn't drop $300 for it. This is making me see her in a different light.
1: What? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot here. There's a lot here. Um, clearly the boyfriend is the asshole.
0: Yes, 100 Yeah,
1: Clearly the boyfriend is the I- asshole.
0: I want to unpack all the different reasons. And my first yeah. one is my love language is gift giving. Okay. It's totally fine if an individual's love language is gift-giving. Yeah, That's absolutely. not a problem. The thing is, you don't get to control how people react to your gifts. Exactly. If you care a lot about giving people things, you can never predict or control how they're going to react to it. Yeah. And you can't get, like, super annoyed if they don't have the reaction you were going for. Mm-hmm. It's fine that you want to shower people with affection and, like, physical things. Just don't get annoyed when, like, they don't respond exactly how you want them
1: to respond. Exactly.
0: Don't beat them up over that. That's the first thing. Yes. What else, Lauren?
1: Oh, my God. Well, him not accepting her reaction to the gift, Mm I think, is what bothered me the most about this.
0: That's fair. Yeah. I I was kind of picturing, so she's on her computer browsing perfumes. Uh And I'll do this thing where every so often I go on Zillow and I look at, like, pretty houses. And I'm like, Uh oh, my God, that house is so pretty. Look at those countertops. Look at those vaulted ceilings. And, like, I'm of a mindset where I really like the, like, aesthetic uh-huh. of homes but also would never want to live in these because they don't want to spend like $100,000 a year on heating and cooling. Yes. Um, and I'd be like deeply confused how to react if someone went out and purchased me a fancy home like yeah. that. And in the same way, I could see someone being like, I would love to smell like that and be, you know, just like a queen for a day. Yeah. But also feeling really awkward if someone went out and burned $300 on a exactly. thing of perfume you might use a couple times.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I think the gift, the idea of the gift was nice.
0: I disagree. I um, 100% disagree. She told him flat out, you don't have to do that. And his like pride and ego was driving I agree him that it
1: was there. driven by pride and ego.
0: Like, like he was wanting to feel less insecure yeah. and thought that he was going to be a big man if he purchased this. And then yeah. as soon as he realized the cost, he's like, I don't really care about being a big man.
1: Yeah. And it seems like this gift was mostly for his ego, like when we're talking about, when we're talking, this is like the toxic masculinity subreddit. <laughs> um, I mean, there is a toxic masculinity subreddit, but I'm sure a bunch of this stuff ends up on the toxic masculinity subreddit because it's an indicator that he doesn't feel secure in the relationship in comparison to all these quote unquote, trust fund guys. Mm-hmm. Cause he, he makes it clear that that's what he's comparing himself to is those guys who could afford to get her expensive gifts.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel that insecurity makes her feel uncomfortable. And I got to give credit to her for like reacting how she did, where she's like, uh, I'm going to give him a hug and a kiss and make him feel okay. Exactly.
1: No, she, she, her reaction was perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's... how you
0: react to gifts. You don't want. Exactly. That's also how you should react to gifts. You do want. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you.
1: Hug and kiss. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What else could you, wish for
0: yeah um so yeah this i feel is a, a really good example of you know this this term toxic masculinity where someone's ego gets in the way of treating their partner properly yeah and when their partner calls them out on that they react negatively because their ego won't accept that they can make mistakes exactly. such as buying fake perfume on ebay and saving a couple hundred bucks
1: asshole asshole
0: <laughs> sounds about right so Lauren, uh, that is all of the different posts I had to share today. I did enjoy our time together. I don't know if this is something you'd want to do again. Um, I do appreciate judging people out in the world.
1: Oh yeah, now, judging people.
0: In fairness, I'm sure some of these are like made up by people who are like, I'm going to post and get free karma on Reddit or I'm yeah. going to test my creative writing skills. But again, I feel it's it's worth kind of digging into what social norms do exist and whether or not people fully understand them or, or should be expected to fully understand mm-hmm. them in all scenarios. Yeah. And I think, you know, everyone's gonna make mistakes like this a couple of times in their life. Where oh like, yeah, everyone's gonna be an asshole.
1: Everyone's an asshole, mm-hmm. you know, at some points. And a lot of times people aren't gonna realize that they're an asshole. So it's worth asking the question, am I an asshole? Yes and I think this subreddit, to be fair, is a safe space <laughs> to ask whether or not you're an asshole because you're gonna get a really honest answer. Um,
0: this is a safe asshole space. This is a
1: safe asshole space. Compared
0: to all those dangerous asshole spaces um,
1: out there. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But no one's going to BS you on RMI the asshole.
0: Well, Lauren, I, I do appreciate you coming on to spend sure. time with me. Anytime. Uh, I'm not sure when this episode's going to post, but hopefully some people can draw as much enjoyment from it as we did <laughs> discussing it. Uh, anything to say to our listeners before uh, we take off? Any causes you want to promote? Any exciting news? coming up in your life?
1: Um,
0: you're graduating from law school. I'm so graduating
1: you're... from law school. That's really exciting.
0: We hope. Um, the dean was like, we yeah, might have to hold you hope. back. We'll see. Yeah,
1: um, yeah that's really exciting. Um, I'd say we've been talking about in my current issues in constitutional law class, I'm hoping Joel will have me on for an episode about the Jackson case from Mississippi. <laughs> that's exciting, <But> not <laughs> exciting, not good. Exciting, not good. Yeah. That's the Supreme Court abortion case for those who are not following. In light of that case and the way it looks like the court is going to go, this is a preview of my analysis in that episode, whether or not it comes, um, is donate to your local Planned Parenthood. Um, I know that they already say that in the credits, but I will just reiterate it for you that now abortion access is more important than ever.
0: Um, You want to record a take of uh, Promoting Planned Parenthood, and we'll use that on episodes (laughs) every so often? Well, we appreciate that. Thank you for reiterating the things we tell our listeners are important. It's glad that people other than us can say the same (laughs) things, and you'll get your Benjamin Franklin for saying that.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that.
0: Okay. Well, thank you again. And uh, for our listeners, I hope you enjoy your weeks.
1: Bye, bye, Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for the use of our theme music, which is the song Drop by Ketza. You can find more of their music online at Ketsa.uk. You can also find Date These Guys online on Twitter and Instagram at DateTheseGuys or visit DateTheseGuys.org. If you have questions for the podcast or want to be a wealthy sugar parent, send an email to DateTheseGuys at gmail.com. If you're looking to make an impact in the world, this show strongly recommends Planned Parenthood, a nonprofit organization that provides reproductive health care in the United States. Planned Parenthood provides birth control, long-acting reversible contraceptive implants, clinical breast examinations, pregnancy screenings, prenatal care, testing and treatment for sexually transmitted infections, and abortions. They also do great work for those who are lower income. Four-fifths of their clients are at or below 50% of the federal
1: poverty line. Both Joel and Naomi are monthly donors to Planned Parenthood. We hope you will be too.